Welcome to the No Pyro, No Podcast, an Armada Fancast, where we discuss all things Jacksonville Armada. I'm Daniel Dad Johnson, and with me are Derek, Stephen, Brian, and today we'll be talking about recent uh, team updates and team news with our special guest, special guest, Jacksonville Armada President Nathan Walter. Welcome, Nathan. So glad you could join us today. Hey, everyone. This is exciting, eh? Yeah, here we go. So this yeah. is our first, first one today, no? First, yeah, this, yeah, this is our first run at this. So uh, please go gently on us and be forgiving. All right, so uh, we're going to kind of do this sort of as a roundtable. We're going to throw some questions at you and kind of see what uh, what's what, you know. So feel free to be candid. We'll be candid with you, uh, just like you always are with us. All right, so who wants to go first? I'll start it off. All right. Let's, let's start with some fun questions, Nathan. Um, who's your favorite coach not named Tommy K? <laughs> My favorite coach not named Tommy K. Uh, I'm a big fan of the old Jose Mourinho. I think Jose Mourinho for me is one. Nice, nice. Uh, what's your uh, drink of choice? Drink of choice. Is this a alcoholic drink? Like, Where are we going with this one? Wherever you want to go with this. All right. I'm a man we of want to know fashion. you. I, I like a bit of an old, I, I like an Irish old fashioned. So I like a little bit of James with my old fashioned. With, with some goat ice in it, I'm assuming. Goat ice is always, it's always the way. It's the new okay. way for sure. All right. Nice. Nice. And uh, what's uh, the best food spot in Jacksonville? Best food spot in Jacksonville? Um, probably Marker 32 for me. Okay, over on Beach Boulevard, right? Yep, yep, Beach Boulevard. Nice. nice. I'm gonna let someone else jump in on this one. All right, why not? I'll, I'll jump in here right now. <laughs> um, so while we're on the 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 spirit of fun questions over here, um, so I know you watched the World Cup because you know you're a fan of the uh, the beautiful game. How does it feel that the USA should have easily handled England? I mean, it was an easy off the gas kind of performance from England, you know. Not not really much to play for, was it? But um, you know, more concerned about the the rest of the tournament. Only uh, a World Cup, right? Yeah. Now, now, I honestly, thought US did really well, and um, they gave some challenges to England, and uh, and it was good. It was a really competitive game. Um, it's a shame that the uh, scoreline was a snowball draw, as they say, but. Um, yeah, no, it was a competitive game. It was a great game to watch. Um, I do have a question that's a little bit more Armada related here. Still, still fun spirited. Um, throughout the uh, MPSL Golf Coast era of the Armada, what has been your favorite away day? Favorite away day. Um, it's it's got to be New Orleans. It has to be um, one. Memorial uh, Day weekend, you know, right? That, uh, I mean, both trips have been very, very good. One, I'm very good friends with the owner and the head coach of New Orleans. So to go there and beat them twice is uh, is always nice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, uh, it's, it's New Orleans. Every time I go into New Orleans, it's a great place. Um, and then to have the extra, the extra win both times that we've been there against a very good friend of mine. Um, yeah, it's fun. Okay. Well, that's all my questions for right now. All right. So well, go I ahead get... and step up. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, no, I was wanting to ask you some questions uh, about the Armada's future, and uh, some of that's going to be the immediate future here. So, first of all, congratulations for the Armada FC, uh, you know, U23 club getting a qual, uh, excuse me, qualifying into the Open Cup, and we're looking forward to them hosting a match next week against Miami United. One thing I noticed is that. In the history of the Armada in the Open Cup matches, they've always played at JU Southern Oak Stadium. And that seems to be somewhat of a special relationship there for the Armada. But this year they're going to be playing at Hodges Stadium. Uh, was there anything that changed the relationship with JU or is Southern Oak still a possibility for future matches? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say anything changed with the relationship. We, um, we have a great standing relationship Um with UNF from the past, and um, we've been having some meaningful conversations um, about other things, which you'll uh, you'll, you'll see here shortly. Um, and um, it was just a it was the right opportunity. Let's call it that. It was the right opportunity. Um, the staff loved the field. Um, it was uh, a place where. We can put, and, and we do have over 3,000 tickets out right now as well, so we could put a bunch of people in in a stadium, right? So, um, so no, it was just, there was a, a couple of factors, but one of the biggest ones is is our working relationship with UNF, and, um, and it made perfect sense for everybody. All right, sticking on the uh, topic of Open Cup, do you have any... Any roster teases you can give us at the moment? Roster teases. I think there's going to be a couple of surprises. I, I think the fans are going to be a little, probably a little shocked uh, on some of the surprises. Please uh, don't tell us your plan. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is which is um, which is going to be really exciting. Um, so Tommy's working hard, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see this group play. So we're going to have uh, someone with the initials of NW in the midfield. Yeah, he's definitely he is retired about ten years ago. And um, is definitely not in shape to be playing. Um, not even a thirty-second cameo role, I don't think, at this point. So, so no, 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 no holding mid for you. No, no holding mid for me. No, okay. absolutely not. I thought but, I'd just uh, just dispel those rumors that are out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Those silly rumors. Yeah, we'll put we'll put those to bed right now. So okay. be careful. We, we might have to ask for a refund since you're not playing. So yeah. marketing yeah. out there. How are how are um what do I say ticket sales? But how the how's how's that coming along right now? Where are we at yeah, right tickets now? been great. So we just we're just uh, about to hit three thousand uh, tickets out, which is outstanding. Um, we have a couple of things that are happening. Um, over the next, I would say, five days, which should also spark uh, some interest. So um, I can't give too much away, uh, but there's going to be some very big visual things that you won't be able to miss going around Jacksonville. Um, and then we have a couple of strategic partnerships that are about to release some stuff. So, um, yeah, there's, there's uh, I mean, I, I hope we get over that 3,000 for sure. Um, awesome. we're definitely going to have more than that out, but, um, you know, there's normally a little drop off. So sure, sure, sure. No problem. Um, so I guess that's a good segue is you talk about stuff coming up over the next five days that, uh, that are that's sort of coming out. We had some big news, uh, just this week, uh, 
I think that anybody who knows Jacksonville Armada knows kind of, you know, about what was um, announced yesterday with the uh, Jacksonville City Council. Let's talk about that a little bit. How were you feeling yesterday? Um, yeah. When, when the vote came in. Yeah, when the vote came in, clear, clearly very, very happy. Um, it's been quite a journey, as everybody is aware. Uh, you guys have lived it. I've lived it. Um, the ownership's lived it. Um, and but we were prepared. We were prepared for it. We did, we did everything that we needed to do to um, to get the vote in in our favour. And um, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the community. Um, I'm I'm excited for the whole of Northeast Florida. I'm excited for the East Side. Um, so many cool things happen in that community. So many great people that are literally their job is to get up every morning and work for that community. And, um, and I know that we can be a big help to them. Uh, we have been a help. We haven't, by all means, um, been as deep that I believe that we can go and we can help affect and, and, and um, build on that relationship within the community. Um, and then when it comes to the game piece, it's just exciting. There's just no way that you can not get excited about having our, our, our own venue, our own home, um, it's something that we are aware of across across the whole of um, U.S. soccer and, and global soccer that most clubs have success and stability and, and longevity when they have their own facility. And, um, and we have the opportunity to do that. So um, it was a great step. So, Nathan, you uh, you mentioned about community. You mentioned East Side. Um, a couple of us were actually down in Miami recently. We went and watched the JFC play Little Haiti Soccer Club in the UPSL playoffs. Um, honestly, fell in love with how the Haitian community came out. They supported their team. They supported their community. It was really like an international vibe from the stands. Um, how do you see the Armada factoring in with the local community, and not only just in Jacksonville, but like Eastside specifically where the stadium is being built? Yeah, firstly, I actually watched that game online, and uh, I think I was texting a couple of you, um, particularly. But um, it, it was impressive. It was so impressive to hear and watch and and feel the vibe. Um, I was definitely texting Pat Cannon. I can assure you on that one. Um, but um, you know, it was it was just such an impressive environment. Um, going to your direct question of, you know, how do we do that? I, I think there's a couple of key areas and key ways that we strategically need to get there and that's building a relationship from you guys from the fans to the community as well um you know we would love to see nothing more than a thousand fans come out of the east side community that can walk from their doorstep into our stadium uh, and and have the opportunity to um experience what we love the global game and um and uh and the grassroots side of it, right? So, you know, I've seen directly communities that can be positively affected and have opportunity through a soccer club just around the corner. I've seen it in participation levels. I've seen it in fandomship, um, you know. So I, I, I'm excited to see how we can really grow within that area. Um, the love of the game and, and, and what we all love. And I think just sports in general, it's it's the one thing that can bring everybody from every walk of life to get behind one thing and um, 
and be united um, on that one thing. And um, I think that's what we're going to really try to achieve with that community. Right. I know, Nathan, that's something that we've talked about before, the atmosphere in England where you have people walking to games. You have, you know, the neighborhood abutting up against the uh, – Butting up against the stadium and things like that, and down down at the little Haiti match, there were there was people selling hot dogs out of their backyard. It was the most crazy thing I've ever seen. It was like it, the the atmosphere was amazing. I think if we can build on that um, from the neighborhood there uh, down east, um, I think we would really have something special. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, look, that, that's what it's about, right? And. Um... And that area, they are working so hard to rejuvenate their area. Um, you know, they're, they're used to sports events, by the way. You know, they live half a mile uh, from an NFL stadium. And, um, and and they're used to that. You know, one, one of the great things about that community was like, and, and don't get me wrong, we, we have been in a situation where we tried to put a, a facility in a suburban area before. And, um, you know, the pushback we were getting from lights, from noise, from traffic, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing that community has not said one thing is, oh, it's too much traffic, it's too much noise, it's too much light. Like we have had zero pushback from that kind of stuff, Um, which I, I, you know, I commend and and, and just I'm thankful uh, that that community really has embraced us from that side of things. Um, And they want to be a part of it. And, um, yeah, I'm... I'm really excited to build those relationships um, further, and um, and see what we can do to um, to support that community. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's keep focus on that kind of future with the Armada and that development. So um, now that we've had the uh, City of Jacksonville Council give like full approval, no no opposing vote or anything about this plan. Um, you know, what are the expected kind of milestones? For a timeline uh, for the Armada moving forward from here, what what are things that we could expect to see? You know, one year, two year, three years down the road. Yeah, I mean, look, um, it's all public at this point. You've seen the PSA agreement. You know, in in nine months, we have to start construction on the stadium. So, geotech surveys, that whole stuff's about to happen. We're about to truly understand, um, you know, what can fit, what is safe to be on on, on this on this plot of land. Right. And, um, and signs have all been very, very good. The architects are working on the programming, the design concept. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening in the background that isn't really public facing. Um, but in nine months, we're going to start seeing some public facing stuff, right? There's going to be trucks. There's going to be stuff turning up. There's going to be all sorts. So, um, so yeah, so we're, so we're excited about that piece. Um, a year down the line, you know, we, we were excited to be in this this uh, this facility. I think by the agreement, it says somewhere in the uh, 2025, we have to be, you know, we have to be done um, and we have to be in a facility. So, you know, what does it look like when we start playing? Who knows at this point, right? There's still a lot of things that could jump in the way. So I don't want to commit to any certain timelines of like when play looks like. Um, who knows if there's another pandemic around the corner? Who knows what happens, right? We just... We now live in a world where um, we just really never know. But um, but the plan, and as you've seen in the agreement, um, is that we've got to be constructed by 2025. So, um, you know, we'll see how all that plays out. Um, and then two years down the line, <laughs> hopefully two to three, whatever it is, 
we're uh, we're lifting a trophy in a league, and um, and that's what we want, right? Like at the end of the day, we get in because we we also want to win and uh, we want to be competitive. And I think um, I think a great example um, is the U twenty threes over the last couple of years is that they've won for us. And this um, last year was incredible. Yeah, yeah. it was it was, inc- it was. I mean. We can get onto that in a, in a minute, but you know, mm. just just those touches and it was it was an incredible feeling um, for people who have worked really really hard for the organisation and put the time and effort in and the commitment, and that is including the fans and everybody's been around it um, to enjoy those types of moments. But um, yeah, and then look, we just got to keep building, got to keep building the brand, got to keep building the fan base. Um, Jacksonville's now got to get serious, right? We're, we're making a serious investment uh, into professional soccer um, for the future. And we need the support of the community, you know, and we need all assets of the community, the business, the fans, the community. Um, um, just, yeah, we, we've got to buy into this now. <laughs> we, we've, we've seen it where we haven't had anything, you know, serious since 2000. And seventeen, and um, and now we've potentially got something that's going to be serious, and um, and that's exciting. So you mentioned twenty twenty two's MPSL season, like it, it was pretty amazing. You had the opening draw, and it just then fourteen straight wins, like just craziness uh, on the pitch. Um, but on the stands, you saw a big difference in people showing up to the games. It wasn't like there was a lot of advertising or a, a lot of money into the team. What, what's your thoughts on how it was more of a grassroots, as you said, and the community just showing up because the team was actually just winning? Yeah, I think I think it was such an organic growth, right? I think that's what we saw. We we like we generally saw people come out, enjoy the good time, and it was it was. It was fun to watch every single game. There's more people there, more people there, more people's interested. And then to go on a run like that was just um, was just the icing on the cake, you know. Um, so 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 that piece of it, <laughs> I go back right. Like I, I was I was with this thing back in 2013 and and uh, 14, and we had this amazing kind of experience uh, bringing a professional soccer club to to Jacksonville, and we did it in a very uh, impressive way um, and a brand was created however however I feel that we had lost a community connection and and for me the game is 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 the community and I think we can always get caught up in the glitz and the glam and 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 really forget why we're here and what we do and the game is the most beautiful part of the whole sport and if we're not successful on the field and in the community and, and building that side of the sport, then longevity and success can't also happen either. And um, I think a reset button was probably the thing that we needed, um, especially coming through the, the kind of 2016 period uh, into the 2017 period. And then we had we had a tornado and a hurricane <laughs> that hit us that you know we, we never foresaw coming. And, um, and then we had to kind of step back and say, okay, where do we strategically go from here? Like, what, what is the steps? If there's one thing that's been consistent in U.S. soccer for the past six, seven years, maybe longer than that, 
it may be 10, 15, if you actually look at it, um, change happens. And um, it's it's been a forever changing landscape. So um, so we really had to kind of just stand still a minute and kind of see how things went. Speaking of the MPSO, so we, we just spoke about last season. I'm not sure if you're, you're too aware of it, but I do follow the, the lower leagues very, very much so. And more specifically, the Gulf Coast with uh, Lower League USA. Um, we had recent revelation after, like, 24 hours after Tallahassee teased a uh, schedule release that it got delayed. And then we found out later that it was due to uh, Mobile uh, having to go under a hiatus due to, uh, if I remember their uh, news release, uh, due to like not being able to cover the season. Um, what Do you know a little bit more about like why that happened and then the delays are now with the schedule? And yeah, no, I'm not. It? Yeah, I'm not directly involved um, in the understanding of AFC Mobile, right? Like, it's not my organization either. I, I don't really know the ins and outs of it, so I'm not 100% sure. It's unfortunate that they can't participate this year. Um, it's a great club. It's a great brand. Um, I've always enjoyed my interactions with them. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not fully aware of the ins and outs of that. And um, it's just an unfortunate scenario that they're not going to be with us this year because... They've always put on a competitive game for us. Um, in fact, we lost to them the year before away, and um, you know, so it's um, it, it's disappointing. There. Yeah, it's disappointing that that we won't see them this year in in, in the league because um, we've really enjoyed uh, having them in the league. And then on your second question on the schedule, <laughs> I think you just got to be a patient. Probably another forty eight hours, um, but that's up for the league to decide. But things are um, things are in a good place, so. I don't think we need to wait too much longer. And, I for one am happy to hear that. That answered most of those questions. Um, so 48 hours would be say Saturday, by the way. Just throwing that out there for anyone watching this uh, when it's finally released. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mobile has some one of the greatest fans that we've seen in this, this conference and MPSL since we have been a part of it. Um, that hasn't gone on to the pro leagues or something like that. So I, I have great interaction with them ever since I moved to the Pensacola area. So I, it is very sad to see that their their fans are kind of homeless for the sake of uh, supporting a club at this time. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely understand it. But um, things are complex in this sport, right? And especially at this level, and um, especially especially at this level yeah. and in this country. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a shame, but. You know, let's hope let's hope they can rebound because um, it's a great brand. Do you think us as Armada fans are we going to see any unexpected addition to the Gulf Coast Conference this year, or any sort of change in the alignment with other Florida clubs or anything? Yeah, I can't really speak on that uh, if I'm completely honest. Um, that's got to okay. come from the direction of the league, but um, but I think we're going to have some very competitive games this summer, and um, and our goal is to go on and win this thing um we were disappointed with the way we exited last year um especially in a game that we felt uh was winnable so um yeah now we're, we're really focused on what we've got to do um as a club more than the other teams in the conference so nathan last year we had a pretty good team um right now 
two of those players off that team have actually signed professional contracts. One, Ethan Dudley, has moved to an MLS Next team. And just recently, Alex Arides has moved to Savannah, if I'm not mistaken, which plays in yep. Nisa. Um, what's your thoughts on the development of the Jacksonville Armada uh, path to pro? Because eventually we will move to a professional ranks. How do you see that happening with them? Yeah, so this this is I hold this pretty close to my heart because it's something that I want to see uh, personally. Um, the opportunity for more players to go on and play professional football is is the most important thing, and um, I think what we've done is a really really good job. And quite honestly, this program was put in place um, when we took it over from Jacks United to be this next step for players to go on. You know, Jacks United had a different uh, mentality. Yes, it was. They wanted youth players to step in, but they also had um, a bunch of experienced players in there for for the competitive players in the community, um, and they were very successful. They went on and won the um, the MPSL. I think it was back in like 2012, something like that, 13, something something in and around that. Um, so when we kind of stepped in as the steward of um, of uh, the U23 team, is then what we called it. Uh, we had a plan to say, hey, we want to use this to develop the talent that's in Jacksonville and give them an opportunity to go be tested in the summer um, and local players in, in the local colleges. But then secondly, we want to use it as a recruitment tool. Um, we want to bring in players from all across the nation that we've identified uh, that could be players that make the next step up in our, in our team or have the opportunity to go on and play professionally somewhere else. Um, and we did that with Derek Jebbard. If everybody remembers Derek, Derek actually came through um, the JFC at the time academy um, at under 18, under 19 level. Um, I was fortunate to coach him to a Disney championship, actually, at under 19 level. And then what we did, we brought him into the U23s. And after that U23 season, we actually signed him to the first team. And that is the blueprint. I mean, I, I couldn't say it any more than that. Um, the opportunity to bring these players in, test themselves in the summer, and then have the opportunity to make the jump to the first team. Um, that's what it should be, all be about. So, yeah, that's um, that's it for us. One, do you plan one on keeping like... a U23 team when you do move to a professional league? I don't necessarily know that answer, but... I would 100% like to. And um, if it comes in a different format of a partnership with um, a different group or something of that kind, but, you know, I'd, um, I'm definitely pulling that way <laughs> uh, because it's part, of, it's part of the system that we want to create and uh, the opportunity that the players want um, moving forward here in Jacksonville and so on. So, um, again, never say never, but um, it's definitely something part of the system we'd like to see. I just wanted to say, uh, in particular, about Derek Ebbard. He was one of my favorite players that uh, I got to watch when he was with, you know, Armada professionally. Uh, you know, he he came from where where I attended school, if I remember correctly. He came from FGCU. He's an FGCU Eagle in yep. college soccer. And uh, since then, I've known that he's gone to Madison Forward in, in USL League One. I don't know if he's still with that club right now. He is, yeah. Yeah, he is, yep. Excellent. 
So I, you know, he also played in just, the championship too, correct? Yeah, he he, he went to El Paso and um, and then went to Charlotte for a little bit, and then um, yeah, now he's at Forward and he's been there a couple of years now. So I'm glad that he's finding consistency in his career and he's he's getting the opportunity to live the dream every day for him. Yeah, I think it's just a, he's an excellent example as far as developing, you know, a player from the full from the full beginning to to still now even in professional. Because not every player gets to continue to do this, you know, perpetually. And I hope that that he gets a long career out of it. Um, you know, I also do want to pivot really quick. I understand you don't want to speak too much on some things that may or may not come you know, as planned, but, uh, just in general, you know, are, are we able to look forward to return to pro soccer with the Armada? Um, and, and do we have ambitions beyond just the one club? Could we possibly look forward to anything about a professional women's soccer club, anything of that kind of future? Yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, as you saw by our owner last night, made it pretty clear the direction, uh, with his tweet is, is to, make a pro announcement here shortly. And, um, and that's exciting for everybody. Um, again, a lot of things are going on in the background. A lot of work's been put in, um, a lot of time and energy to understand what's the best strategic move for the Jacksonville Armada. And, um, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, in regards to the women's soccer, uh, that question has not been, uh, pro- approached yet. And I, and I could speak very openly why, um, because we need to stabilize the other side first before we can um, start focusing on other ventures. Um, the stadium is is obviously the, the most important thing that we can get and the resources can be pushed into right now on that side of things. Um, but is there interest on my side, on the women's side? Absolutely. And um, there's plenty of good options out there. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But, um, you know... Right now, our focus is on the stadium, and um, once we get through that, then we can start focus potentially on other stuff. So, just a little follow up on the, the future part of this. Um, I know there's probably not much that you can say right now in terms of conversations, so I'll, I'll just make it a little bit more vague. Uh, I saw a little tweet from Robert Palmer, I believe, yesterday, teasing at a professional future, which we already knew was going to come with the stadium. And that's why we had to hold off. Um, what are you looking for in a professional league for the Armada? Like, what type of uh, qualities do you want them to have to make the the best landing spot for this club? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's a couple of things in that. Um, this is different to any business uh, <laughs> it, across many different things. Um, you have to rely on other members of that of that league right we saw that in the nasl that you're not it's not your league (laughs) you have other partners within the league and you need to make sure that everybody's on the same the same path the same thought process um and um and it's a good solid business decision and business commitment from everybody um we have been burnt and we have learned our lesson on that side of things so um, having partners at the table that we can all look around the table and say, okay, this is for the future and for the success. Um, that is probably by far the biggest uh, thing we're looking for within a league. Um, 
that gives us stability. That gives us the opportunity to play every weekend and, and build a brand and um, support a community um, and be a community asset. Um, and, and that's really what it comes down down to. Um, the rest of it, <laughs> you can't control. You, you really cannot control. Um, so if, if we can make sure that we can look around the table and see good business partners that are committed to doing something really, really well, and, um, and the league is the right business model for, for everybody, um, and it's fair, um, where can you go wrong? That, that's fair. And at least there's a lot of uh, professional leagues out there right now that there's plenty of options to uh, consider. Yeah, like, like, like I said to you, the uh, one thing about the U.S. soccer landscape is that there's forever been change. And, um, and you know, you try and make a decision based off what gives you the biggest stability. And, um, and we hope whatever move we make next is for that, um, to give us stability so we can start building sustainability. So you, you meant, we mentioned other leagues. Um, and there's not just the Armada here in Jacksonville. There's actually other competition within our region. Um, not only USL Jackson has just been uh, announced recently as a possible possibility, but there's also clubs like JFC, Ocean Way FC, Lake County Soccer, and Riverside United even fields uh, teams. That, is, do you see any chance of any local derbies in the future with any of these um I'm just going to use smaller clubs or uh, fictional clubs at this time. Look, I mean, I, I don't know if you can quote unquote call it a derby or, or, or whatever, right? Um, as far as I know right now, there's only one um, club that's playing. Um, and whatever the future brings, the future brings. And, um, you know, but look, US Open Cup gives you the opportunity to play many different teams if they qualify for it, right? Um, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, who, who knows right now, there's no Derby specifically for the Jacksonville Armada. And if one comes, then great. Um, we'll enjoy the competition and, and, uh, I know which team I'm supporting. I <laughs> think we all have that same sentiment, but <laughs> all right, Nathan, um, we want to thank you for your time today. Um, I know you've got a lot on your plate, you know, especially after recent news. So, uh, Thank you for taking this little bit of time out of your day to have a little chat with us. And we hope we can have you back sometime in the future when we have more news. Um, Absolutely. I'm so excited that you guys have, uh, have taken this step and I'm, I'm honored to be on the first podcast and uh, I hope there's many more to come. And then, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to jump on. Well, well we wouldn't have, to open up. we wouldn't have had anybody else, uh, well, Tommy, Tommy wasn't available, so I guess you were next. So, I hear Tommy's uh, on a beach sunning himself right now. Yeah, I keep, I keep seeing, I keep seeing posts on social media. He's always seems to be someplace like that. So I don't understand <laughs> why he seems to be so busy. So thank you for your time. Uh, I want to thank uh, Stephen, Brian, and Derek uh, for working the questions, and hopefully they didn't grill you too hard. Um, I think we got to just about everything we wanted to today. So Nathan, thank you. And have a great rest of your day, okay? Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks. Vamos, Armada.